Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Hey, for the next few weeks, uh, we are looking at uh, this. If you go ahead to that first slide, what we're really wanting to land around. We are wanting to do this to strengthen your relationship with Jesus. Like, maybe you're here tonight and you, like, don't have a relationship with Jesus. Like, like, like you don't even know what that is or what that looks like. Here's what you need to do. You need to be back the next few weeks so we can kind of walk through it and kind of show you. Uh, this is some ways you can strengthen your relationship uh, with Jesus. I need you to do something real quick for me. Um, I need you to come forward and there is a booklet up here that you're going to come grab. You can just grab one. If you want a pen, you can grab one. You don't have to have a pen. If you want to take notes, everybody, even adults, I want you to come grab one. So come grab one of these. Uh, there's different color shapes. You don't have to pick them and then go back to your seat for me, please. That uh, marker will come around and we'll pass it to the back. Uh, so you guys get one. Um, and, and we'll talk about this a little more lately, a little more tonight about what this looks like. But this is yours to keep, and it's going to grow as we look at this, the habits of Jesus. It's going to continue to grow. We're going to add some more things to it. Next week, if you don't know how to study the Bible, like we're going to give you like six or seven, I think six different ways of how you can, like with your Bible or on the phone, whatever it may be, like you can walk through and interact with God through the Bible. Because here's what we want to do. We want to make you stronger. We want your relationship with Jesus to be stronger. It's what we want. So here's what I hope tonight. I hope all of us will lean in. I don't care if you're a student or an adult. We all want to pick up the habit of Jesus, right? This is for everybody. This is not just for students. This is for adults. This is for everybody. Uh, then we would love for you to be a part of it um, as we go. So let me pray, and we are going to jump in tonight. Tonight we're talking about something that's really, really hard. It's really, really hard. Uh, actually, it's, it's not that hard, but it is really hard. It's one of those things. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's one of those things that's it, it's not that hard, but in reality, it's really stinking hard. Uh, so I'm going to pray, and we're going to jump right in and uh, look at one of the habits of Jesus tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight. We thank you for the worship tonight. Uh, we thank you that you're working. We thank you that you made a way. We just thank you that we could worship you tonight. I pray tonight as we look at something, uh, practice, that we see you do often. That we'd be like, if we see Jesus to that, then that's probably something I should lean into. So God, I pray tonight your word would challenge people. I pray your life, your, your example would challenge people uh, as we look at your word tonight. We pray all this in Jesus' name. So here's the hard thing. This. The hard thing is this. Many of you tonight, most of you tonight, uh, except for the adults in the room, many of you tonight, it's all you've ever known. You have grown up uh, since 2007 in what's called the digital age. All right? 2007, the iPhone came, came out, and it changed the world. Uh, all other kinds of things came online. Facebook came online that year as well. Uh, Twitter began to start. Like, a lot of things. Like, I think history is going to look back at 2007 and be like, wow, that was a lot. But here's the thing. You guys have grown up in this digital age. You've grown up with this thing where there is a, many times a distraction, and there's digital distractions everywhere you look. Everywhere you go, you take a digital distraction with you. It's just something we know. And many times that robs us of the ability. It robs us of the core essential, the human ability to, to, to do all kinds of things, like to be present with other people, 
Like I'm sure you've sat down with a meal with somebody or at their house and they are just staring at their phone and you're like, dude, I'm right here. What's up with that? Like I'd love for you to, but it's made it really hard for us to be present with people. It's been, it's really hard even to be present with ourselves. Like to really know what's going on in ourselves because we're just distracted by the scroll, right? We're distracted by the, by the video. We're distracted by the game. We're distracted by the movie. We're distracted by the, the, the next episode. We're distracted by all of these things. People, ourselves, and most importantly, um, more than anything, present with God. We, we just, we have all these distractions in our lives. I mean, just look around. You, you watch people walk down the street. Here's how people walk down the street if they're by themselves nowadays. It's not really a smart way to walk, but anybody ever doing that? You'd step off the curb or something like that? Am I the only idiot that's done that? I'm the only person who has been looking at their phone and hit something, walked into something. Okay, thank you, a couple people. Uh, Brian, you don't have to be the only idiot, so I appreciate that. Uh, you just look around. Uh, you watch people. I love watching this. Uh, we took a trip to Florida this past weekend. One of my favorite things to do is to look at other drivers and see how many people who are driving that are, like, texting and holding up their phone, like, in their hand. Like, it's amazing. It's crazy. Just watch as you're driving. It's scary. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It just does that. Um, you watch people walk their dogs now. They're not even caring about the dog. Just poop wherever you want, man. It's all right. And it's, you know, like, they don't have the baggie with them. They're just on their phone. The scrolling while walking the dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, here's the thing. It's, it's crazy. Uh, watch people in line for anything. And what are we doing? We're hunched over. We're looking and we're, we're staring and we're, we're distracted. Take a quick break at school, right? What does everybody do? What's happened in the world? Who's texting me? Who snapped me? It, it just, it's just one of those things. It's just, it's just crazy. Uh, you know, or even just go to the bathroom. What is everybody doing, right? We're getting, hopefully you're doing business in there, but sometimes we're on the phone. Just, it's crazy. Next time you're in a restaurant, Next time you're in a restaurant, watch a family. How many of them are distracted from the people sitting around them and they're just staring at their phone? Visit an airport, uh, wherever it may be, you are going to see a bunch of people with, with their necks cranked over staring at a phone. And here's the thing. We've gone from looking up and looking into people's eyes uh, until, to constantly looking down, and I'm guilty of it as well. Man, I am so distracted many times as well. Uh, uh, this, uh, go ahead to that next slide if you would uh, up there. Here, here's what I want to read to you. It says this, the noise of the modern world makes us deaf to the voice of God. Drowning out the one input, input we need. There's so much noise in our life. There's so much going on in our lives. Like We, we don't even know it because there's so much noise that we can't even hear God because there's just so much distraction and so much going on. It's just crazy. This other guy named Ronald Razor, he writes this. He says this. If you go ahead to that next slide for me. He says this in that, on that slide. He says this. We are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. You get what this guy's saying? Like, we're just, just so distracted. Like, our relationship with God is just crazy. There's so much noise. There's so much distraction. Like, God is so far away because there's so much distraction, so much noise, and so much of, of that. So the question is this. Is there a practice of Jesus Christ? Is there something that Jesus did while he was here? Is there a habit from the life of Jesus that's time-tested, that has been here, with us uh, for millennia old 
this, this way of living, uh, that how, we can, like, how we can connect with God in the middle of all the chaos that we live in today? And the answer is yes. It's the practice of what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the night. It's this. It's silence and solitude. You see, silence and solitude is what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the night. And there's probably, I don't know how many sermons or, or messages you've heard on silence or solitude. Probably not a lot. But man, as, we're, as I'm looking at this, I'm like, man, this needs to be something we talk about more. This is a, a habit of Jesus that we want to look at. So let's look at Jesus and see if he really, really practiced this. Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. We're going to see at the end of chapter 3 in Matthew, here's what happens to Jesus. He shows up because there's his, his cousin actually is out in the wilderness and he's telling people to repent and he's baptizing people like crazy so much that he gets the nickname John the Baptist. It's just what he does. It's what he used to do. It's what he did all the time. It's what he was about. Jesus comes to his cousin. He comes to John the Baptist who was this forerunner who's laying like the, the path for Jesus to make his name known. And Jesus steps up and he's baptized. He sets this example for us in baptism. A lot of people want to argue, like, should I be baptized? And I just say, man, I look at Jesus' life and I see that he set that example. He was obedient. And, and baptism, if you don't know what that is, it's just simply when you, once you believe in Jesus, you're just simply dunked under the water. We have a really nice hot tub in the other building we use for that. Um, and it's, it has this beautiful symbolism of, like, everything washed away. Like, baptism has this beautiful symbolism of, uh, of you are alive and you're buried under the water with Jesus and raised to new life. This beautiful symbolism. And if you haven't taken that step in baptism, I'd love to talk with you about that. It's something I'm passionate about. It's something we do a lot here. It's something we celebrate every time we do it. So, man, if you've never made that decision, I'd love to talk with you about it if you haven't made that step. Jesus sets the example in his baptism, and that's a whole other sermon, but I had to talk about that just Here's what we find in Matthew chapter 4. Go ahead to uh, this, this first slide as we're talking about. Yeah, keep going, keep going. You're, you're, here we go. Uh, then Jesus, right after his baptism, it's always been kind of crazy to me. Right after Jesus is baptized, God says, hey, I love, this is my son whom I love. After the dove descends on him, here's what happens next. In chapter 4, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. So first things first, Jesus goes into the wilderness. And there's a Greek word that we're going to look at tonight when it talks about wilderness. If you want to go ahead to that, that slide here, uh, you want to follow along here. Here's, uh, go ahead to that next slide if you would. Uh, here, here's what it's called. It's called Eremos. Say Eremos. Say it one more time. Very nicely done. Uh, in the Greek, here's what it means. And we're going to see Jesus many times go into the Eremos. It means the wilderness. We see that here in this, this verse. The desert, the deserted place, the desolate place, the solitary place, the quiet place, the lonely place. You see, there are stories in all four Gospels where we see Jesus, not just in Matthew, we see Jesus uh, have this relationship with the Eremos, with the wilderness, with the, with the quiet place. And right here, the first one we see is, is in Matthew. And it's always been kind of perplexing to me, like, you know, why would the Spirit, like if you read that at the end of uh, the beginning of the verse, like the, the Spirit led him into 
the desert. I'm always like, that's kind of weird. Like, he just was baptized. Why would we want to set him up to be tempted and all these kind of things? You know, but it just really got my attention. I read this past week, and it made so much sense that I had it backwards. That the Eremos is actually not a place of weakness. It's a place of strength. Satan makes a really dumb mistake here. And shows up after Jesus has been fasting and praying and being with God for 40 days. Can you imagine the spiritual pinnacle, that God, how close he was with God after, I mean imagine, there's sometimes probably you go home or you read your Bible, or you have just a short two minute prayer time. And uh, you, were, you were just like, man, that's, that, that was really powerful. But imagine 40 focused days, no school, no nothing. Jesus was his, his, his spiritual, like, just his height probably of his spiritual powers and strength. The devil has no chance when it comes to tempting Jesus. Turn over, we, we go to Mark chapter 1 next. Mark chapter 1. If you go ahead to that next slide, we're going to look at Mark. And here we're going to find another place where Jesus goes into the Eremos. Right? He, he's going to go into the Eremos. Here's what we find. He's had this marathon day of doing all kinds of ministry. This is the day after he's come off the mountain for 40 days here. His first day of ministry, he's healing people. It's crazy. He's up early. He's all these things. He's, he's up early the next morning. He goes all through the afternoon. The next day, here's what we find. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark. Remember, he had a really long day. Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to the Eremos, or in my Bible it says a solitary place where he prayed. See a pattern here with Jesus? Beginning his ministry, 40 days, Eremos, quiet, silence, solitude, one big day of ministry. He goes right back. He needs that strength again, right? Quiet, early in the morning, gets up. Silence, solitude. He, it's just this thing you're going to see over and over and over with Jesus. So the Eremos was not just this one-time thing. It was this thing that was woven into his life. It's something he was about that he did all the time. Mark chapter 6. Go ahead to the next uh, slide. We're going to continue to look. You know, like, oh, there's so many of these all over the Bible. You turn to 6, and here's what I love about Mark chapter 6. Uh, you're going to see the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him, all they'd done and taught. Here's what happened uh, earlier in this chapter. He had sent the, the disciples out, all the apostles out two by two. He said, hey, go into the towns, tell them about me, you know, do this. He gives them a lot of instructions and they come back and they want to tell them all the things like, hey, we healed these people. We did this. It was awesome. It was great. And, and, and then it says because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. You ever been that busy where you're like, man, I didn't even got a chance to eat. Uh, maybe tonight you came here and you're like straight from practice or whatever. You guys know it, it gets really, really, really busy. Verse 31, then uh, he, he said to them, Then they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. See, Jesus wasn't like this. Hey, let's just, I know you've had a long trip. Uh, why don't we just, um, let's just binge some Netflix. I know you just need some downtime. You know, he doesn't say, hey, why don't we just go, I know it's a really good place. I know you're hungry. Why don't we go get a burger and let's do that. And just, let's, do, let's unwind that way. I know you're hungry, fellas. Here's what Jesus does. He says, hey, come with me to the Eremos. Come with me to the Eremos, this quiet place. 
like this would be this would really help you more than Netflix or this would really help you more than binging that show this would really help you more than some coffee or a burger like here's what you really need you need some quiet and some solitude is just what you need it continues on in Luke chapter 5 uh, in Luke's gospel you can count nine times where Jesus goes into the Eremos the silence the quiet place doing this over and over and over again I want to one of them in Luke chapter 6 as we continue on. Luke chapter 6, here's what we find. Uh, he, he says this. Go ahead to that next slide for me. Uh, he oh, Go back. You, too, too far. There you go. Uh, yet the news about Jesus spread all the more so that crowds of people came near him to be healed of their illness. And that's a really good thing, right? Really land, put it in there. It's a, it's a really good thing that he would do that. But Jesus Often, and I bolded that word because I think that's really, like that's how we know this is a habit of Jesus. You do something once, it's really not a habit. It says here, often Jesus withdrew to the Eremos, to the lonely places, and he prayed. You see, here's what we find with Jesus, and I love this. Um, when it comes to Jesus, and I'm sorry you can't all see this, but I'll step back. Here's what happened with Jesus. This doesn't work very well. Not a very good marker, uh, but maybe you can see that. Here's what happens with Jesus. As his life gets busier, anybody got that other marker back there that we were using? Hook me up. Let's see if I can catch it. I got it. Um, here's what we find with Jesus, and you can see this in Scripture. As Jesus gets busier and busier, right? This is busyness. His time in the Eremos goes that way. Here's my life. As Brian gets busier and busier, my time in the quiet, my time with Jesus. that way. Jesus knows the busier he gets, the more people he's healing, the, the closer he gets to the cross, he has got to get away to the Eremos. He's got to get away to the quiet place. You can chart this on an, X, on an axis here. You can see that every time he gets busier, he, he grows and grows and grows. And my point here tonight is this, that we need Eremos. You need in your life. I need in my life. We need Eremos. We need some silence and we need some solitude in our lives. The lonely place was this rhythm of Jesus, this, this habit. Over and over and over again, we see this rhythm. Like if you read the Gospels, you'll, you'll see that he was always, always doing this. He just was. You know, it's this closing off of our souls to sounds. It's, it's actually taking the headphones out. It's taking the earbuds out, right? It's, it's closing the noise down, the music, the words. And here's the thing. In our culture, total silence is really rare. I bet you this, many people probably never even experienced silence. Like some of you here tonight, you may not even know what that is because life is chaos and it's loud and there's distraction and all of these things that, that come against us to distract us. Like there's, there's a lot of that. And here's what I know too, noise comforts us, right? When I am home working, uh, when I work from the house sometimes, I will be, you know, typing a sermon and I will throw on um, let's see what comes on midday. What's the ESPN show where the two guys argue the whole time and like my, 
yeah, yeah, I throw that on, and, and, and they're just in the background quietly, and I'm working, talking about Jesus. Well, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith is yelling at somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, because I don't want, what? I don't want quiet. It's awkward. At night, uh, for, since I can remember since I was old enough to have my own room, the ceiling fan, I don't care if it's negative 32 degrees, I don't care if there's penguins in my room, whatever it may be, like the fans up there going, just making this nice little, you know what I'm talking about, little noise, like, woo, woo, woo. yeah, let me get to sleep now. Uh, it, it, we, it, noise comforts us, I understand that and I get that, but here's what we have to do. Shh, here's what we have to do. We have to choose to be alone. We have to choose that. It's one of the most radical, and I would say probably one of the most difficult practice and habits of Jesus is to do that, is to simply be quiet. It's the space we make for God. And God loves to transform us when we will go into the Eremos. He would love to do that. He would love for us to just really, really transform. So here's what I want to do in the short time we have left. I want to get really, really practical. I want to tell you how to do this. I want to give you some tips on how to do it. I'm still not great at it. I still, silence is scary. It's the awkward silence, right? It's real, but I want to give you like really practical, super practical things on how to do this. Here's a few reminders. Uh, if you'll throw the reminder up there, the first one, uh, if you'll throw that up there for me. Uh, Lucas, are you up there still, still running things? No? There we go. Here's the first thing I want to remind you of. Remember, there's no perfect way, and you do not get graded for this. It's just, you need to know this, that rarely is there a right way to be in, in, in quiet, other than be, like, turn the music and the, the noise off. That's, like, the only way. It's just practice, not performance. Please keep that in mind. The, the point of these practices, all the ones we're talking about, is, is, is not to do it right. It's to do it. And here's another thing. Like, you just know there's no perfect way. Like, there's no, like, hey, I succeeded. There's no fail. That's the cool thing about it. There's no succeed or fail. It's just you were with God. And the goal is simply this, to show up. And just resist the urge. I know as you go into, and I'm going to challenge you at the end of the night about going into a time of quiet. Like, just know this. You don't have to say things like, this isn't for me or I'm bad at this. Because like I said, there's no grade for it. There's no pass or fail. Be patient with this practice. Start where you're at, not where you should be. If you can only do five minutes in the quiet, five minutes is a win. If you've never been five minutes in the quiet with, with trying to connect with God, if you do five minutes, that is a win. So don't start and think, oh, I've got to be an hour and sit here. Um, like, if you can, great. If you can, great. Uh, another thing I want to tell you is this. Uh, go ahead to that next one. Uh, the next reminder is this. You've got to find your time. For most people, uh, a lot of people, not everybody I know, when I was, especially when I was younger, it was not my thing. For a lot of people, it's first thing in the morning works best. You're, you know, you're rested. You're maybe a little refreshed. Uh, you know, for other people, there's more optimal time slot. Maybe it's uh, lunchtime. You can find a quiet area at the school if that's possible. I don't know if it is or not. Um, I don't know where it is. I don't know what your time is going to be. But, man, I want to encourage you to find your spot. It may be right before bed. You may uh, be able to close the door and have some quiet in your house, even though it's not going to be total silence. 
response and may, you know, feel free to experiment. Where, where is the right fit in, with your personality and the stage of life you're in? Where is your time going to be? The next thing is this. Uh, you got to find a place. Find a place that has a quiet, distraction-free as possible. Maybe it's a comfortable chair. Maybe it's uh, this chair by the window. Maybe it's you're going to take your Eno outside and you're going to set it up. You know what Eno means in, in uh, Japanese? I wish it meant quiet. It didn't. I, I looked it up. It didn't mean that. <laughs> um, it, it does not have to be indoors. Find a place. Find your place. It may be uh, outside. It may be weather permitting at a park. It may be walking around. Maybe you have some woods near the house. Or maybe it's in the basement. Maybe it's uh, you take a walk. I don't know what it is. Uh, the next one is this. I want you to start small. Start small. I'm not saying five hours. I'm saying five minutes. Set the timer on your phone. If you really can't put your phone down for that long, use it as the timer, then turn it. Do not touch it until you hear the annoying sound of the timer. Do not touch it. Start small. And the last one I want to tell you tonight is this. I want you to look for moments. I want you to look for moments of solitude during your day. This is what I've started to do a little more. I have a 30-minute drive to, to the church every day. 30 minutes here, 30 minutes back home. There's a lot of mornings where I choose uh, the noise of a podcast. There's a lot of times I listen to sermons because I want to be a better preacher, so I listen to other preachers. I need to be fed because I'm always the one talking. So there's a lot of times I need someone to preach at me, right? There's a lot of times I listen to the sports talk radio and they're talking about the Hawks or the Falcons or what, whoever's done this week. And I, I listen to that. But there's a lot of times that I'm trying to challenge myself to keep the phone off and the radio off. 30 minutes in the car. That seems like a long time. But man, me, me and God do some, God does some really cool things in those 30 minutes if I will lean into the Eremos, into the quiet. So here's the last couple things, and we're just about done. What am I going to do in the quiet? Here's what I want to encourage you to do. What do I do when I turn the phone off? What do I do when I turn the music off? What do I do when I turn the screen off? What do I do when I power the phone down and I'm sitting there for five minutes? What do I do? The first thing I would tell you is this. I, why don't you pray? There's going to be one of the habits we're going to talk about is how to pray. We'll talk about uh, some ways to pray. And just know this, it's not fancy. And God really does not like fancy prayers anyways. Jesus, many, he, he says at one time, he's like, hey, this one dude said in this really fancy, fancy prayer, and the other guy's like, man, I'm a sinner, I'm jacked up, and I'm broken, and Jesus is like, that dude can pray. Just know, you just talk to God like you know you would your friend, or maybe your uh, God's as a father. Focus and concentrate on God. Bring a Bible, maybe. You can bring a Bible, and it's okay. Uh, but many times, if we go digital, there's all these notifications that are going to pop up, and it's just going to there's going to be something that's going to go off, and you're going to then say, "Well, what about this?" And you're going to click off of it. Maybe an old school paper Bible would be a really, really good thing. Another thing you could do during this time is just listen. Say, "God, I'm just going to sit here for five minutes and listen. What, what do you got?" Sometimes God will speak, and I hear an audible voice. Sometimes he'll move you in those ways. Like we have to listen. In your booklets tonight, uh, there's four different, uh, if you want to go, like the first three pages. I have, we, we've put four different exercises of how you can connect with Jesus in the quiet. 
One of them is a certain way like people have used for hundreds of years. It goes into you like even calming your breathing. Because here's the thing. There's like a, uh, an, an external noise and then there's internal noise, right? And sometimes it's really hard to turn off the internal noise. It's easy to turn off the external noise. But there's just a, a couple ways. And man, rifle through and try a couple of these. We try to make it as easy and practical as possible. And we're not going to practice them tonight. But that's, that's something that we want to send home with you. And when we're done with this, this is yours to keep. And if you want to bring it, take notes in. If you want to uh, make it your art book and you want to doodle through it. it. Here's the thing. I know a lot of these. Like uh, I, when I was your age, I would get busy uh, and I would leave this here. I'd be playing ball. And whatever the youth minister gave me, I would, the next week he'd be like, hey, Brian, here's your book. I'm like, oh, my bad. I forgot totally about that because that's just the way I am. And I know, here's the thing. Uh, here's what I know. I was talking about Michaela. She was helping me paste all those in today. I said, you know what? There's probably a lot of people who aren't even going to look at this. Like they're never going to sit in quiet. But here's what I said. If a couple students do, and their life is strengthened, their life with Jesus Christ is strengthened, that I will stink in paste papers and notebooks every day of the week. I want your relationship with Jesus to get stronger. I want it to get stronger. And you don't need somebody like me always preaching to you, yeah, that's good, but you can strengthen yourself. Like this is personal workouts that we're sending home with you to get to know Jesus Christ a little more and more and more. So last thing before I pray and we get out of here uh, is this. Uh, here is our challenge for this week. I'm just going to give you one challenge for this week. You can do as many as you want on your own. Here's what I'm going to do. You're going to see this, and so we'll throw it on our Instagram. And I'll uh, text you sometime before next Wednesday and say, hey, did you do a 10-minute challenge? Here's your challenge for this week. I want one thing. Here, and God, like, here's, sometime in the next week, set aside 10 minutes of intentional time in the quiet to be alone with God and our own soul. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I know that's a long time, and it's going to seem even longer when you set your timer for 10 minutes or you look at your watch. It's going to seem like it may go really quickly. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to lean into that time with God. Pray, talk, listen. And just see. If you don't grow stronger spiritually. It's not a one-time thing. It's going to be over and over again. It's going to be this gradual thing where you're going to get more and more out of it as you practice it more and more. Just like if you lift weights, you're going to get stronger and stronger as you lift weights over more reps, like same thing spiritually. More reps, you're going to get stronger spiritually. And I haven't even talked tonight about the, the crazy amount of websites and health benefits and psychological benefits. Like if you go on there, if you Google psychological and health benefits of silence and solitude in your life, you will have crazy amount of websites because all even health and, and, and psychologists are saying this is a win. This is what you need to do. And it's so cool that Jesus has said, guess what? I kind of created a human body. I kind of know a little bit about science. You need to be in silence and solitude with me. Ten minutes this week. Want to get stronger? Let, let, let's do that. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to give you one direction, and we'll uh, send you off to your groups. Father, um, help me to practice what I preach. I pray that in the, the next few weeks, like, you'd bring to my mind, Brian, you remember what you talked about? Like, you're supposed to be in quiet, and where are you, where you at? And I know that's not how you work, God, but I pray you would just challenge me in that way. 
You'd help me to practice what I preach so I can be stronger and closer to you. God, I pray the students and even adults in here that they would look at the habits of Jesus. The habits of Jesus, and they'd say, you know what? If Jesus stopped and went away to the Eremos and the quiet places, then I need to do the same. God, we thank you that you want to get closer to us, that you're a God who wants relationship with us, so that you're not distant. You want to be close. God, we thank you for today. I pray we take uh, you seriously and we give you some of our time in the quiet. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.